Hey everybody, welcome to MindRise. I am your host, Ian Philo. This podcast is designed to help find solutions to everyday mental blocks. Its goal is to provide you with the tools to rise and break through your own barriers. In the game of life, we can be our own worst enemies. I created this podcast in response to my own battles with my mind. Instead of sinking further down, join me to commit to a more positive perception of ourselves and those around us. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we will be going into episode four of the Mind Rise podcast. And the topic we will be covering today is how to combat fear of people's opinions. I also have with me, again, my guest, Lex Perkins. Say I'm hi, back. Lex. He's back. He's back and ready. <clears throat> he is ready to Bring talk about some deep stuff. Let's do it. So, like I said earlier, the topic we are talking about today is how to combat fear of people's opinions. And I practically know that everyone listening to this podcast has struggled with this at some point in their lives, or maybe you're still struggling with it. Um, I definitely am. And such as many other things in this podcast, a lot of the topics that we will be covering, I have personal relation and testimony for. And I kind of also want to let you guys know that many of the things we talk about in this podcast do kind of overlap and intertwine in such a way. When we talk about specific things, I oftentimes think that they will be intersected in sort of a web format on possibly past or future episodes. So everything's going to kind of mesh together because this is a self-help and educational podcast after all. Okay, so going in to this topic. So earlier today, when I was coming up with the subject matter for this podcast, I actually found that there's a specific name for the fear of people's opinions. It's actually a phobia. So for those of you that are familiar with phobias, for example, arachnophobia, the fear of spiders, Mm. the fear of people's opinions, it's an actual thing, you can Google it, it's called Allodoxophobia, and I'm not going to spell it because it's super confusing and convoluted, but it is, it is an actual thing, and basically that is the fear of other people's opinions and having that take hold and control the narrative of your own life, so this is something that everyone struggles with, and we're going to try to talk about ways that we can figure out to get around that and also maybe share some personal examples as well. So. I'm going to be opening up to Lex shortly here. I just wanted to say to you guys, if any of you have any future ideas or things that you would like us to talk about in this podcast, please do not be shy to direct message me on PhiloArts, um, that is my Instagram, or you can reach out to Lex. His Instagram is... You can say it. What's your Instagram? Oh, my, uh, my Instagram is Percocet with a 3P3RKOCET. Yes, and I also believe on Anchor, which is where the podcast is hosted, um, there's a ability for you to comment as well. Yeah. So don't be shy. The whole point of this is to involve our listeners. So just wanted to let you guys know about that. So people's opinions can pretty much get to the point where we lose our sense of self and we are traveling through life 
sort of meandering through life and not really sure about who we are, but trying so hard to conform <clears throat> to other people's values that we sort of lose a sense of ourself. And this fear kind of gets deeply embedded in our consciousness. We don't really want to participate in activities that involve opening up at times because then people will judge us. And then that fear of people judging us just causes us to have more crippling anxiety and fear. And it just continues and creates this vicious cycle. So I'm going to shift it over to Lex and have him maybe give some personal examples or if not, maybe some other advice about mm. entering this topic. Yeah, no, so... I, for one, believe that everyone goes through this or is going through this, regardless of, you know, age, uh, gender, like anything. Like, this has been a thing that everyone has struggled with since the beginning of time. Uh, always trying to please someone or everyone. Um, and I have gone through this. I was controlled by it for a, a little bit. But I think my story is somewhat unique because I did a complete 180 on a random afternoon, if that made sense. Like, yeah, it's quite inspiring. I didn't go through this like is why, a, this is why he's my guest, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was weird. I know I'm kind of like an outlier because a lot of people, it takes time to go through. I mean, granted, there's still like a few instances where I am uh, just like, uh, I fear other people's opinions, but I just don't care, if that makes sense. Like, it's I valid. don't let it control yeah. me. It's valid. That's a nicer way of putting it. I don't let other people's opinions or whatever control my life. And I think that's that's definitely the key. And mm. having it control your life is where we get into negative and deep waters. And mm. I can definitely attest that that has been something I've been struggling with for a while, mm. especially coming out of the background of me being the firstborn child and always feeling like I have to prove something. And then later on in my life, going into college where I was surrounded by elite artists and feeling like I have to prove something then and always having this need to think that I have to conform to specific boundaries to be heard or have a voice or even mm. be noticed. Yeah. And that has sucked. And I did experience criticism in school that caused like kind of trauma or anxiety responses in my brain. Mm. And it made things really stressful for a while. And it still does at times because I, oh, yeah. and this definitely melts into the idea of comparison, this whole fear mm. of other people's opinions. And, and it, it's honestly crippling sometimes. And the best, best thing I've been trying to do is really, curate the things I'm looking at and be very intentional about who I'm having conversations and deep conversations with. Because I think when you're struggling with something like this, and I'll be completely honest, I still am, you have to be very methodical about who you open up to and what you're sharing because you can, you can actually enter something that would make the situation worse if you were to share your vulnerabilities to someone mm -hmm. who didn't care. And then it just creates this other web of people talking crap about you. Yeah. And then you just get even more crippled and then you end up not sharing anything at all. Yeah. So it's crazy how both intertwined they are. One, you feel like you're going to be outcasted or compared. And the other is that no one's going to care. So a lot of people have this fear of being weird and look and kind of like looked at strange and becoming that outcast 
or on the flip side, giving like talking about something they're passionate about or being who they really are, and yet no one cares. So the only way they could get people to care is by fitting into this mold or cardboard cutout. And it was interesting how you were talking about earlier how not only it affects like your self image, but literally all aspects of your life. Oh yeah, like it affects mental health. <laughs> physical like it, it literally just goes in and wrecks you with, uh, yeah our bodies are super connected oh heck yeah and when i what uh when i wrestled in high school the coaches always used to say that wrestling is 90 percent mental and 10 percent physical so with that being said it's it's almost incredible how much of an impact our mental health can have mm. on our bodies oh heck yeah and just kind of Something I want to make known while we're recording this podcast as well. It's not abnormal for any of us to have a craving for social approval. Mm, I think that's how our tribes are formulated. And that's how we recognize people that we want to talk to. And we recognize people that we want to align with. The key is figuring out a healthy grounds on which we can conduct that behavior and not have it become something toxic. Yeah. Because... It's okay to want and seek other people's approval. You know, we all do that when we're infants or little kids looking up to our parents. The hard part is is that when your desire to fit in be, almost becomes like more paralyzing to the point where you don't feel like you can say anything or you don't feel like you can disagree with anyone because you hold your value and your opinion so much in this stranger or this person in your immediate family or etc. Or, or anything across the board. Mm. It's like the ultimate people pleaser. Yeah, I, I've i definitely been there. And I feel like a lot of people listening to the podcast have as well. well and it's not sure. it's not a fun place to be. It, it's not a fun place to be. And I, I have been trying with all of my heart and soul to get out of that rut. And um, something that I also wanted to personally say is that my journey in particular is I have found a lot of personal identity in my relationship with with Jesus and Mm. Christ and wanting to continue that and really get deep into the word and understanding that for my personal journey, it has helped me not be concerned so much about other people's opinions, but really come down to the fact that the only person's opinion that actually matters is, you know, my father in heaven and that's just my testimony mm. so. yeah preach yeah i don't know if lex wants to say anything about that but something did come to mind have you heard of the starving baker analogy no i've heard of the starving artist ah oh, well it's me <laughs> <laughs> so the, no, i'm uh, fine guys i'm fine <laughs> I'm, I'm okay he's literally having dinner while well, he was having dinner before we started yeah. this <laughs> just an analogy um so the starving baker the whole idea behind it is that there's this baker who is cooking for everyone, giving out free samples, you know, just mm. putting 100% of his time into making these glorious, like, creations of food for the town. But he never takes time to eat for himself. And oh, at, at the Gears beginning, yeah, like, at the <laughs> beginning, you know, it's great. Everyone loves him. But then they keep seeing that he's withering away, losing energy. He can't please everyone. He can't be making as much food. And then slowly, you know, he just dies. And I think that's an analogy that can work here, where you're putting so much effort into pleasing 
everyone into not rubbing anyone the wrong way, letting their opinions control everything you do, that you are slowly, day by day, losing who you truly are. Not only that, you are literally, like, affecting your physical health. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's also, that can kind of segue into the whole point of uh, people that feel like they're sort of an emotional, an emotional, like, I don't know, I can't think of an analogy, like, like dish rag or like, like, uh, people just walk all over them. Oh, yeah. People just walk all over them. They, they use them when they need them. They kind of become these objectified friends that are... Emotional pl- prostitute. That, yeah, that are platforms for advice. And when they're done, they sort of don't need them anymore. So that yeah. can definitely connect to the whole... To that, that can connect to this because if you're a person that values the clique or the group that you're in so much to the point where your only place in that group is being someone that gives advice. And if you weren't that person, then you would be an outcast. That could be something interesting to comment on because you have been almost brainwashed and thinking that your identity is just with this group to the point where you're losing sight of yourself just to help out these people walk all over you. Yeah. So. It's it's wild how everyone kind of thinks that you need to fit into a role, especially like in a friend group. Oh, yeah. There seems to be this subconscious mentality where it's like get you gotta friends. have a funny one get you gotta good have friends, a leader. guys yeah yeah it's it's weird like I, I remember distinctly like there was a time at school where like there were only friend groups had like five people in them mm. just for the reason that you needed a funny guy you needed a quiet person you needed a leader and i just thought about it and i was like well why can't like everyone just kind of do their own thing sounds and like, fall where they fall. Sounds you know? like a video game yeah. lineup story. It literally, I sat back, I was like, this is just, <laughs> this is like a team, like team rom-com <laughs> going on. What the heck? And that's, in my effort, I found to be myself, I went hardcore to people pleasing, if that made sense. Because mm. I'm a massive extrovert and I live off of the energy of people. So not hiding that, and I didn't get tied down to, like, one friend group. I was literally just trying to be friends with everyone, trying to, you know, just be myself and love everyone, be the funny, whatever. That I found that going all in for that can be unhealthy because then, in a roundabout way, I was letting people's opinions, like, control me. Like, I was so... Uh, I gave up the mold that I was, like, that mask I was wearing mm. to be myself, which was like, extroverted. So much so that I needed to be liked by everyone. So in a weird way, it did like a full circle. And then I had to like realize, hey, I could be nice and like talk to everyone, but I don't have to have everyone like me. Yeah, no, and I I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I kind of had this very kind of unnaturally happened, this, this place in high school where I was kind of quote unquote the popular kid. Mm. And I felt all this anxiety to like uphold that and not screw it up. Ah, and yeah. there were times where I distinctly remember there were times where like I, I literally felt like of all places, this isn't that important, but of all places, there were things sometimes where that, that I posted on Facebook and like out of all the friends that I had on there, all the people I knew, like one person would be rubbed the wrong way or one person would comment something. And like, I... It's so weird. Like, I, I can almost guarantee 
I mean, if any of you are listening and have done this, I'd be really interested to know. But I can almost guarantee that very little of you have. So that person, like, commented something negative or didn't agree with me. And I literally, like, direct messaged them and apologized. Mm. Like, for, like, swear, for real. I, like, like I was that guy. Like, I went out of my way to, like, mm. oh, okay, like, like, like let's, yeah. let's calm the waters. Like, it's all good. Like, don't hate me. And that has been... Not that that's entirely bad, but for me, it has been kind of a toxic toxic behavior because that kind of perpetuated in, into my lack of self-confidence, mm. which I'm finally starting to build back now, now that I have a great friend group and, and a supportive significant other, which I'm finally starting to build back now. But like that behavior, it's so crazy how like certain things we say or certain actions we take can reinforce like oh, I'm worthless, I have to make sure that everyone likes me because that's where my worth is. Mm. Like, pfft. Yeah. It's, my goodness. Yeah, the the fact that you're trying to put your self-worth. Yeah, I've, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. It, dude, I, I feel like I wasn't considered the popular kid, but everyone knew me. Yeah. So, I don't know if that means, I don't know, whatever. I mean, that... Semantics. That was more. That was Semantics. more. More or less what I was too. I yeah, mean, I was pretty good at sports, but yeah, go on. I do remember that I would, and this was bad. Like this was when I was controlled by people's emotions. This was like freshman year of high school. I remember that if I would post something on like Instagram, that was the only thing I had, and if it did rub people the wrong way, oh God. or if it didn't <laughs> get the right amount of likes. I would immediately take it right down. Yep, I've done that. And yep. I know that... Or delete the comments that you don't want to see. Oh, I, I never deleted the comments, but I did do the DMing people. Yeah. And to, like, specifically talk to them. If anything came up politically or, like, a different taste... It was so stupid. Different taste in a freaking, like, musician. Oh, man. I, like, would DM them, and I'm like, oh, no, like, you know, all music's great. You know, everyone's talented and all that. It's yeah. just not my style. I'm like... What the heck? Like some I'd... people, I think we have to realize that some people are just looking for conflict. Some oh, people, yeah. some people literally have no um, exciting things happening in their life that they're waiting for someone to post a clickbait triggering thing for they them to go off. Cause this drama. So yeah, and and if you're if at the end of the day you feel like you're in the right and there's no need to apologize, then don't. Yeah, and I've and I've been trying to work on this too. I can apologize for everything sometimes making the need to feel like i need to be on even keel with everyone mm. in my social circle and there's points where you got to stand up for yourself you got to be like no this is what i wanted to communicate mm -hmm. this is this is how it's going to be mm -hmm. and that's final and yeah. i and something i wanted to comment on is that um all of you probably know that there's not many people in your friend group or social circles that are going to be with you for the rest of your life your real actual friends are probably down to a handful and there is this lady that i heard about on a podcast her name is Brene brown she said that you should get like a one inch by one inch index card and put the names of the people that value you most on it so basically all those people should fit on that card yeah and then the people on your card should have a great sense of the person you are and the person you're working to become. 
should hold their views in high regard and then you should let the noise from the crowd fade away mm. and kind of letting that calibrate your sense of self-worth. Mm. So, Yeah, no, that is that is massive. Once you actually be true to yourself, once you don't budge on your core values and stop letting other people's opinions control you, you, you truly find out who is a true friend and who is actually rooting for you and who is fake or who is waiting to see your demise or put you down like, it is a very sobering feeling like i never never thought about writing anyone's name down on like a card to like, yeah. actually visualize it but this I, is writing guys you, you can't go in microsoft word and do four point font and fill up the <laughs> little card bullet points yeah. no it yeah no that's that's very cool and i do I, i'm probably 100 percent gonna do this as soon as i get home just that. to visualize that <laughs> um but I do, like, I, I would encourage anyone to do that, just to see who's truly for them. Yeah, and, and I think it could be very sobering, too, mm. um, when we're trying to figure out our self-worth, we can get really caught up in quantity over quality, numbers over people that actually matter. Yeah. Like, I have, I like, oh, I have, like, that. 800 Facebook friends, and, like, okay, what does it matter? Like, <laughs> And this, going off of this, going off of how to combat fear of people's opinions, like, we should really get to the point where we're only viewing the people in our immediate friend circle or the people that really mean the most of us. We should only be putting worth in those. And then for, and then of course, like if you're religious, um, I, I put my most close opinion in, in Jesus and God, but mm. of course, pick some people to fill on that card as well. I think what's important is that if you kind of use those people as like a spiritual or just a, a guideline or a map for you to be able to navigate through life and just kind of like use them as a filter to like, okay, this is what this person said. This is what this person said. But these are what the people that matter to me said. So mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of like take all of those coffee grounds and filter them through and then uh, drink a nice refreshing cold brew of, I'm cool, and this mm -hmm. is what I'm doing. Yeah. It's, it's it's like you're building a house, and everyone... You don't you don't want a house just made of, like, freaking... Have you played Minecraft? I have before. Yeah, you don't Not want... A, yeah. You don't want a house just made of, like, the same cube. Right. Like, the most wild creations in Minecraft are, like, all these insane different things that people throw together. And the thing that I found with relationships is that you want your foundations to line up but you don't want to be you know conformed on every single issue it's okay to have thing. disagreements exactly you throw want it out there right now you want your disagreements yeah. differing of opinions to be there your so friends, that there's healthy growth your friends don't have to be jango fett clones yeah you don't start you don't need an <laughs> echo chamber <laughs> Like, I, I would think my, my life would be so boring if I came over here to, like, hang out with you. Yeah. And everything I'd say, you'd just be like, yeah, dude, yeah. And then repeat it right back. Oh, like parroting? Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, I've experienced that with some people. Yeah. It's not very um, intellectually stimulating. Not at all. Because, I mean, unless there's any sort of... I've kind of noticed people contention. do that more than when they're, like, intoxicated, but... Yeah. Really? Oh, just yeah. agree with everything like i think yes and no maybe it depends on the person anyways that's true. yeah that's <laughs> whole different thing next podcast <laughs>
Um, yeah, no, I think that's definitely an important thing to to comment on. That's mm. that's that's key, and uh, it's just really amidst all this, just really learning how to combat um, cynicism and bitterness from people that really don't have your back, mm. people that just give you unsolicited advice. That's that's the big thing, guys. I mean, people are gonna give you opinions, but it always seems to me like like the people that we should be holding the least value in are the ones that typically affect us the most, which can be unfortunate. But until you know, we and I learn to really be strong and firm in our personal identity, and just kind of walk through life about being like, you know what, like this is what I chose. This is what I'm doing. I feel convicted about this. I'm going to ask counsel from the people that matter to me. And then after that, you know, we're just going to go for it mm. because I'm definitely have been one in the past. And even now, sometimes to second guess myself and to really feel kind of trapped and paralyzed in this, in this juggling of people's opinions where it's like, Oh, well, you know, so-and-so said this. Well, you know, the other person said this, so then I get this comfort of, feeling that somebody has my back, but then that negative comment comes back in the back of my head all of a sudden. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's like, I don't know where to turn sometimes. And I, I think that's why it's definitely a learning thing, but that's mm. why it's just so important to, it's just so important to not, just to shut out the outside noise of all the bull crap in your life. Because mm. if you're doing, one thing I found is that if typically... If you're doing something right, if you're doing something inspirational, motivational, um, trying to get your life together and being uh, intentional about it, you're going to always have people that oppose you. And that's mm. with anything. I mean, guys, even for this podcast, I've had some people like like mock me and like be like, oh, like, oh, that's cute. Like you're doing a little motivational video. So it's like it's just everywhere. You can't avoid it. It's, mm. it's literally a thing that's something unavoidable. And and my friend uh, Jared reached out to me the other day, and this is going full circle all the way back to the people on that note card. And uh, it was something I mentioned in my first episode of this podcast, realizing that the scope of this podcast may not hit hundreds of thousands of people, um, but it is the one or two people that it resonates with and that it matters to mm. that go out and make a difference and are convicted and moved by it. Like that is the end game and that's what matters. Mm. And that is what we should all be aspiring to do. I, I think you wrapped that up nicely. Yeah. We're, we're approaching the close soon, but yeah, I think that's, that's something important to realize and, and recognize in all of this. I think one final thought, that I did kind of note down, um, just communicating how to combat fear of people's opinions. I said, I'm going to quote myself in third person. I said, no wonder why I've been struggling with the fear of other people's opinions so much recently. It literally feels like it's been a tether in my life, a tether that I want to break. So something that has been weighing me down and I've, I have put so much value into things people tell me and I self-sabotage my own personal narrative so that it gets to the point where I'm a side character in my own story. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. When I typed that, I was like, dang. Mic drop. Yeah. No, pretty much. I'd... And that is the whole point of this. 
That is the whole point of this, getting to the point where I am no longer a sidekick in my personal narrative, where I am taking back control of the ship and being firm about it. Mm. So, yeah, it's a it's a balance of taking control and relinquishing control. Yeah, a balance of you know, like you said, like it's kind of taking the helm of what you're doing with your life, your own decisions, your own uh, convictions, and whatnot. But also letting go of like I can't please everyone. Yeah. I can't you know make everyone feel comfortable all the time. Just it, yeah, it's it's a balance of those two, definitely. Heck yeah, guys! I I want to say <clears throat> one more thing. I have noticed in the past that people that care about me noticed when I'm or can get feedback and pick up when I'm being confident and when I'm confident and what I'm saying compared to when I kind of am bending over backwards or I'm not very convicted about what I'm saying. And I think that has been personally convicting for me because I want to get to the point where it's like, hey, I created this podcast or this is what I have to say and I'm proud of it and I am and I am really amazed of what I'm doing here instead of feeling like I uh, am doing something wrong or I need to apologize. So for all of you that have stopped me and said that like, hey, you're doing something really cool. You should be proud of it and just go with that. So thank you for all of that. All right. So next week we will see you guys for episode five. I might have a different guest on it. Who knows? Maybe it will be solo. There's no way to tell anymore. It is all a mystery. Thank you again and have a wonderful day. Lex, say bye. Oh, goodbye, everyone. (laughs) We're still here.